0: I'm all for socialized medicine. The downside is that we don't get the best doctors, one, and they're really restricted. Most of them don't think outside the box. Most are very uh, clinical. They have a book. If you have this, you take this. If you have this, you take that. If you're this, we're going to have this surgery, right? Jaden, uh, I overtook Jaden to a live event. He How old is Jaden now? Sixteen. Oh, that's good. That's. He good, loved man. it. Yeah. I, I, really have you. ever, Do you know Bill Burr? You don't know Bill Burr, the comedian. Oh, you gotta watch. Anyways, he was amazing. He's uh, he's hilarious, great storyteller. And so, uh, anyways, that's not topic. So, welcome to uh, the Epicist, another episode of the, our podcast. I'm here with Eli, my partner in uh, crime. Sometimes, yeah, most of the time.
1: Listen that lovely music in the back.
0: I know, that's nice. How nice is
1: that? I like that.
0: Anyways, we're today we're going to talk about uh diet, I think, and uh, we'll talk about a bit about testosterone Testosterone, as well. Yeah, sure. So, uh, why don't we start with testosterone because it's uh, I think it's um, something we both are really interested in. Uh, and I know that you know, I'm going to talk about my protocol that I do that I've tried so out of all the things we've talked about we've talked about uh you know the four pillars and I'll, i think i'll mention this every time yeah, I you think know so. I think sleep which is the hardest one i find to manage uh, uh diet of course and yeah. we're going to talk a bit about that today uh exercise and what's the fourth one
1: hydration would it be or no it's not or hydration did... i like hydration though it's, it should actually be a sub-pillar though i mean we should get into hydration, hydration?
0: sure Anyways, whatever. The, we'll figure that one out. So, um, with that, when I added the one thing I added, probably this before I tried anything else. You know, I I've taken my uh, health into my own hands in a sense because I, I find that at least in Canada, doctors are not um, they're not that helpful. They're not. Uh, they don't think outside the box. But one of the first things I took. Can charge you
1: elaborate of, a little bit on that about uh, the doctors? That
0: they're idiots. Sure. <laughs> Most doctors about Canada and,
1: and I don't and know if it's just Canada, the, by the way, uh, I think
0: it's North America, but Canada for sure. And it's, it's not
1: less demonized in the U S there's more clinics, but let's talk about the lack demonized. of clinics, lack of doctors.
0: Yeah. Like, so, uh, well, I don't know if it's cause we have socialized healthcare, which by the way is, you know, I know Americans think it's terrible, but it's actually one of the best things in the sense that everybody has the right to medical care and you know, it's, it's available for everybody at, at no cost. You know, I have friends who are afraid to be get really sick because they could end up having to put a mortgage on their a second mortgage, you know, Imagine. just just to pay for their medical bills, right? So I'm all for socialized medicine. The downside is that we don't get the best doctors, one, and they're really they're really uh, really restricted by uh, by policies of um, the of College
1: of Physicians, College of Physicians and Surgeons, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So. Most of them don't think outside the box. Most are very uh, clinical. They have a book. If you have this, you take this. If you have this, you take that. If you're this, we're gonna have this surgery, right? And, but all the new discoveries that we've had in the last 10 to 20 years with testosterone replacement, therapy, hormone replacement therapy, with uh, peptides, with uh, SARMs, with uh, so many different things. It's just not within their realm and you know, one of the greatest problems is that they are, you know, a lot of research is funded by pharmaceutical companies, right? So pharmaceuticals, what are they interested? They're interested in making money. They're, they're corporations that need to make money. And if they can't make money from something, they're not gonna research it because it serves no purpose for them. They can't sell it and make money. And a lot of what the doctors, if the information they get is from the research done by pharmaceuticals. So there's a cycle of, and I, but that's the same in the States, by the way. It's not just here in Canada. There's a cycle of anything, a lot of the little things that are discovered that are really great are not patentable, right? Like peptides. Peptides right. are not really difficult to testosterone, right? And so- There's
1: no interest in it from-
0: There's the no interest. Here. I mean, you can get pharmaceutical grade testosterone, but they don't own that. It's like, it's something they sell. So if I get it prescribed by a doctor, then you know I can get it from the pharmacy. And if I have a drug plan, some of it's covered, blah, blah, blah. but you know, anyways. So all that to say that you know most doctors are not thinking outside the box of what they're told to think, and testosterone is one of them. And you know, so one of the first things I did in my uh, when I discovered that I was low on many things after some blood tests is, is to start doing these testosterone protocols. It started with the, um, you know, the doctor prescribed me because uh, they can
1: prescribe certain things. They prescribed me um, a gel. So so let's talk. What? How old were you approximately? 55. when you found that your testosterone started to go down
0: 55 it probably went down way before then right. because i was no i had noticed at some point that i had all these symptoms of i, I didn't know they were symptoms i just had all these symptoms of of uh, low testosterone i was had gained weight i hadn't changed my diet or my exercise i was still eating properly relatively properly, properly uh exercising every three four five times a week you know nothing had changed except i started to gain weight my sex drive dropped I had lack of clarity of thought yeah, and uh, no energy. I didn't realize this, by the way. I just re- it sort of, it crept up It becomes on me. a new normal, right? You get it, used to and it. And every day is a new normal. And every time your testosterone goes down, it's a new normal. It wasn't until my, uh, now my ex-wife, my wife at the time, my ex-wife was, um, had mentioned some things to me that she noticed. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I thought, okay, well, I better go get checked by the doctor. and he, ran some tests and that's the other thing they don't even do comprehensive tests you know? right. but the, luckily the couple things they did test were i think they tested for testosterone did you ask for it
1: or did you just tell him how you felt and he came yeah up i told him yeah.
0: how i felt they tested for thyroid anyways the first thing he prescribed was the thyroid thyroid medication he said your thyroid's low let's start it there so he gave me thy- uh, thyroid or whatever it is you know to, synthroid or synthroid, something like synthroid that kind of yeah. yeah and you know that takes a long time to to get it stabilized in the system so i think i went back maybe two three months later for more blood tests and he said well how do you feel i said well maybe 10 percent better you know maybe maybe it was psychological but it wasn't like there wasn't some massive improvement and he said uh well your testosterone is kind of low and they have the range you know about the range the range i think is i'm i don't even know it's like three let's say 300 to 600 doesn't matter what it is if you're with if within that range, if you're at the high end of the, like near the 600, they, they'll say you're fine. And if you're down near the 300, you'll say you're low, right? Or if you're below 300, you're really low. We know, and we've discussed this, we know that that's not necessarily true. You could be 1,000 or 1,100. Your, your score could be 1,200, and that could be normal for you, right? And maybe, I don't know if you'll, you'll share that with us, but, you know, you're, the tests that you did. But anyways, he acknowledged that I had the testosterone of a 70-year-old. I was only 50 at the time, so uh, so he prescribed this uh, gel. Well, gel is kind of useless, like you.
1: But he didn't have trouble. You didn't have to twist his arm. He, no, that's yeah. that
0: falls within their it range was. of what they can prescribe, okay. right?
1: Yeah. And it's
0: it's it's created by a pharmacy a pharmaceutical company, and so they're making money on it. So it's a gel. It's got like minimal amount of testosterone, and about 10 percent of that gets into your blood system. So, you rub it on your shoulders or whatever. And so, I tried that, went back for tests, my testosterone, nothing really had changed much. You know, maybe another 5% improvement. So, then um, that's when I started looking for a doctor that was, um, you know, a little more advanced in their thinking. And I found one, and he prescribed a, a, a compounded cream, which you can get much higher levels of testosterone in. It. And that uh, helped a bit. But even that, you know, again, it's a very small percentage that gets into the blood system. You know, it gets absorbed through the skin and then has to get, and then uh, uh, he prescribed pills, so you can take pills, and that one's probably worse for absorption. Testosterone pills? Yeah. Yeah, it gets, most of it gets lost in the digestive system, right? And so um, it was kind of around then I decided I, I was going to, uh, oh no, I found a doctor, I found a doctor who was willing to prescribe injectable testosterone.
1: Were you doing some uh, groundwork on your own? I was doing a,
0: ton of research. Yeah. And, um, you know, he started, I think, at the, uh, what's considered sort of a base dose is around 100 milligrams a week injection. And, um, that started making a huge difference for me. Like, huge. I started to feel better, you know, and I started to have more energy and I started to have a clear, more clarity of thought. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, he's not in that field anymore. That's, you know, maybe uh, six years ago. And so uh, finding him was uh, so difficult, like finding a doctor who could, would go that way, you know? So I just decided to take things in my own hands. And I decided to, uh, so now I now knew that the injectable testosterone was gonna help me. And so I, and I, but I no longer had a prescription. So I started buying black market, right? And maybe that's sketchy. I mean, the guy I buy from my trust I don't think he's he's not like a street dealer or something he's pretty pretty legit and I've now experimented between 100 milligram, and I switched from Scipionate which is a uh, has a slow a, a shorter half life which is important when you're sort of trying to figure out the right levels you to uh, undecanate which has got a really long half life you don't want to be doing undecanate when you're starting out because if you go too high it's going to take a long time for it to to get out of your system All right, right and uh so i once i kind of had a sense of the levels that were working for me i i switched to the undecanate and i've ranged between 100 and 200 milligrams of undecanate a week and i think undecanate has like a half-life of 30 days or
1: something like that it's a long time that's why i think i heard some doctors prescribe it in the us every two weeks yeah but that might does that work
0: yep that would work uh, some doctors prescribe it once a month you know right. but so if you go, uh, if you do the once a month, you're gonna, you know, here, and then you're gonna start to, cause you know what, a Half-Life in 30 days, it's got half the amount of, that it did in your system when you first started. So you're gonna start here and it's gonna t- to decline, right? And so you're gonna have these sort of roller coasters of moods and feelings and whatever. And I've heard before of the idea of going back to the sipping it and injecting three f- times a-, a week or Even seven every times day. a
1: week. Yeah. The big thing, you know, is every day, like yeah. uh, daily. Huh? So tell us more about when you inject, where do you do it, what size needle, and that kind of thing.
0: Well, I'll just tell you before, I, I'm i at 200 milligrams a week now. Which seems
1: to be sort of the standard proto that they do in the U.S. Um, 200. there's a cookie cutter. 200 to 250, yeah. Right. I mean, they even go as high as 300. Yeah. That gets so, beyond what's considered therapeutic, though.
0: Actually. Yeah. But uh, the concern, so there's a few concerns about taking exogenous testosterone. One is that uh, your red blood cell count increases, right? And that thickens your blood. So, you know, you don't want your blood to be too thick, obviously, that could be cause for heart attacks or other, other problems. That's a concern. So, you know, in any of this, in any of this, I have to get regular blood tests. And you know that I have probably haven't done that for a while. And I'm going this week for my, I have this unbelievable panel now of blood tests I'm getting done thanks to uh, our nurse practitioner friend. And uh, I'm going to set that as the baseline and then I'm going to get that done every six
1: months. But. We uh, may want to get her on the show one time if she's up for it. She said, yeah. Okay, great. She already said, yeah. Nice. You're on it.
0: (laughs) And um, uh, so, you know, and one of the things they check of course is is your standard, uh, you know, blood composition, your blood, your red blood cell count and all that. So if it's too high, you know, that could be a concern, your platelet levels and all that. Um, so that's a concern, and then the other concern is that, uh, well, it's a concern that's not real, is that it, it, it um, increases the risk of, of cardiovascular potentially cardiovascular disease, but it's been proven otherwise. You know, there was a study done uh, uh, by the Mayo Clinic, which was a compilation of, um, I don't know, 20-plus studies. And the, the conclusion was, in fact, uh, you know, testosterone replacement therapy improves heart health.
1: But uh, from what I read, you're at a greater risk if you have low testosterone, yeah. if you, a greater cardiovascular risk, if yeah. you don't um, supplement with
0: Supplement, it. yeah. So, so now I'm at a point where I'm taking 200 a week and I feel amazing. And again, I I Can want you to share how
1: old you are with everybody? 22. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you feel amazing. That's you're right,
0: still- yeah, I'm still, uh, I'm still in puberty. Um, I'm 61, yeah. So, uh, the, um, I, I lost my train of thought now. Where was I going?
1: Uh, we were talking about side effects. You feel amazing. You're oh yeah, 61. I feel amazing. So,
0: I would say that, and I, it's not the magic pill, you know, I, I want to be really clear about that, right? I think we, we've talked about this too. Like, you can't just start injecting testosterone and not do any of the other basic things and be healthy and feel good and right. perform well. You know, you've got to put all those things into place first. And this is the build this is another building block on top of that. But I would say out of all the things I've done, on top of the uh the four pillars is the best one so far is testosterone. Like it has had the most prof- positive, profound effect on my life, you know, whether it be body composition and I'm vain or uh Yeah, you veins. Yeah, and I have veins and or whether it be my uh, sexual drive, you know,
1: or whether it be um, clarity of thought yeah. or energy or- Dopamine too, it works on a dopamine pathway. That's why you see it, you feel great. Yeah. But again, we can't say that it's a panacea for everyone. I remember I sort of re-equated re-acquaint, uh, with you in your office a couple of years back, and I walk in like, what the hell, look at the physique on this guy. And you talked about testosterone about, to me, you just take testosterone, you look like this, but that's far from the case. No, but so I, to... I eat well, yeah.
0: I exercise, I get my sleep, and I don't know why I can't remember the fourth pillar,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, maybe I need more testosterone. Yeah. My, my brain is <laughs> yeah, not yeah. as clear as I thought it was. Um, so um, I, do, I do all those things, you know, those things are like, I wouldn't waste my time with testosterone if I wasn't doing those
1: things. And nor is it recommended. If you don't have sleep, nutrition, exercise dialed in yeah it's pointless From patrick do you remember it, what
0: the fourth pillar is i don't know why i can't remember
1: stress, stress. stress
0: management. that's why you're here patrick stress management. many other reasons yeah. uh stress management yeah so and stress management i've done better on but if i wasn't doing those four things adding testosterone would just be a waste of time okay. it wasted time and money and it, i don't think it would hurt me but it won't help me You know, and I think people, you know, we live in a culture now where we want the quick fix for something. Right. And it's not a quick fix, but it, it, you know, if I'm at this level of those, of those things, those four pillars, well, it takes me to a whole new level. It really just adds so much more. And so, you know, I train with, uh, I train with people less than half my age and I, I perform with them when I want to. I don't always feel like it. Like I don't, you know, but I, I did my first kickboxing fight uh, two and a half years Uh ago. So, like,
1: 58, 59 years 59 old. 59 years old. have your first kick <laughs> Yeah.
0: And that was in front of 2,700 people, you know. Yeah, it was, I had a blast. Uh, you know, I do hill training. I do weights. Uh, I really believe in weights. I think we both believe in weights. And that's the other thing, right? Muscle mass, loss of muscle mass happens with age. It's incredible how important
1: it is as we age yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, well, aside from the fact it holds everything together, <laughs> yeah. uh, It also improves metabolism, general health. Metabolic health, amazing. And that's something that declines on, on, and because, so if you don't know, you know, when your your peak is about 30 years old. Peak for your testosterone. Your testosterone, all your hormones, your peptides, all those things, all the bodies, all the things the body's producing to keep you as a man, start to decline after 30. It's slow, for some people it's a little faster, but it starts to decline after 30. And so my goal is always not to be the best 60-old year version of me. My goal is to be the 30- year- old version of me, you know, at all the levels that I had when I was 30. And so I can perform. I can perform with 30 year- olds. And uh, I'm not bragging, but it's, it feels good. It feels good to be able to do hill training, absolutely. I'm and sure. uh, and to keep up with these guys and right? weights. And, and so building muscles is another one because the testosterone declines over all that
1: time. Muscle, you know. And same mu- with adding fat. I mean, you can't burn fat is the way you did. Like you said, right. you notice he had a gut and you yeah. exercise. You still you didn't change anything. Yeah. So But
0: testosterone is what builds muscle, right? It's part of what makes a man a man, a muscular, right? And and so that's the muscle decline, testosterone declines, muscle declines, and general health declines. So you know, I'm just uh it's been great. It's been uh it's not the magic pill, but it is if I I don't have to choose one out of the maybe dozen things that I do, but if I had to choose one on top of the four pillars, that would be this the one. Would be the one, yeah, yeah, right. You know, add to that the peptides. Add to that, uh, you know, a couple other things I do. Good, di- not a good diet, but I mean and... different diets that
1: I've tried. But you know, uh, speaking of diet, we should uh, we we'll talk? Do you, do you talk want to talk about, about of... testosterone at all? I want to. Um, I want to talk about. Uh, yeah, a little bit further about that. I mean, I think we're going to have a few episodes on the topic because there sure. is so much to be said. And one of the things I think we should cover is the stigma around hormone replacement therapy. Especially yeah, I men. think we
0: actually like to call it horm- hormone optimization therapy. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, and that's key is, is, is optimizing these hormones, not just yeah. getting them at a, a, a sort of baseline, but to, 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 um, to have vigor and to be able to perform the way you, you, you described. So you can say no to this question. Can say no to this question. Uh,
0: we can you share what your levels were before you when you got tested
1: a number of years ago? Yeah. So the first time I so I, I suffer from insomnia, and um, five years ago it was really really bad. And the only thing I can think, I, I felt terrible. Like I just, I, no motivation, <clears throat> nothing. So I asked several doctors, like, "Will you give me testosterone? Because from what I understand, it'll help me feel good. It might even help me sleep better." Yeah. I was. I'll, I'll be honest, I was desperate to find something to help me sleep and to feel good. And all of them um, said, no, we, we just won't. And I went, there was at the time here in Ottawa, believe it or not, is a, was a testosterone clinic. So I went to see him and um, although I felt the way I felt, my levels, as he put it were the highest natural levels he's seen in his clinic. And he, he said he could not prescribe based on that. Okay, no so can, I, can we pause there? Yeah. So you, do you mind sharing what your level was? it was 537 or something like that and in canada the the um the upper level was low 600. 500. Oh. no it was yeah this was i remember the number was red that i had which okay. was over, over. the the um the okay. levels so we will have to do a little bit of work and discuss levels and 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 you know the um the uh the units of those levels because in the us they use a different measurement okay uh, yes and yeah. here so i think we can leave that but it was uh, um it, I think we should get into numbers at another time. But it was it was quite high, and he still couldn't prescribe. But you were before that; you had been tested five years before that. That was the time. That was five years. So that was five years ago. Okay. That particular story that I mentioned, and then last year I tested, and although it was still that's this is the funny part about the reference range, and this is an important part. Although I still fell within the reference range, it was low normal, but still in the normal range. It had dropped fifty percent. From when I was where I was five years ago, right? They don't look at that drop, and and that's and they didn't have the. If the last doctor had that information, I'm still sure he wouldn't prescribe. Yeah, but that's the importance of having um, a baseline before anyone's dis- deciding to do hormone replacement therapy. You need to get your levels tested first.
0: I would recommend men, I, women too, but I, we're, we're, I don't, I'm not really knowledgeable on women. Men would get should get their levels tested when they're thirty. Yeah, I think they should get a baseline when they're thirty. Absolutely. Look at what your normal is when you're thirty, and then when you turn forty, get them tested again. And you know, if you've dropped enough, get do something about it. Forty-five. I mean, if you feel
1: great, fine, continue.
0: Yeah. But yeah, because a lot of it's feeling. Numbers don't tell the whole story. No, they don't. They do tell a story, but they don't tell the whole
1: story. So, so in my case, I was symptomatic, yet the numbers were fine. Yeah. Um.
0: And they can't do anything. That's a, they, again they the, the limitations
1: the of the doctors. Is well,
0: you're within the range. It's like this. Uh, it's like this made up range. Yeah, it, because it, it, it's it not it's not one size fits all. Like
1: See, we we should dig into where that reference range comes from and and where did they come up with these? That might be something worth knowing. Because earlier they have a reference range for every just about everything. Right. right? Yeah. they have
0: a reference range for cholesterol, which is not based on any. Uh, like, it's not absolute, you know? It's like saying everybody fits into this
1: category, right? right? Yeah. But that's not true. And that's the importance of of um, combining uh, blood work with symptoms. We yes. can't, and when you hear the experts, primarily in the US talking about this, they are focused on symptoms. Yes. Um, almost, if, if they had to put one over the other, symptoms over blood work, they, they, they would go that way.
0: Yeah, I think they, <laughs> that's right. I think they have to be cautious because You know, if they were to be sued and they went strictly on symptoms, they could be in trouble, right? Right. They have to look at the numbers and everything. So, um, yeah, so testosterone optimization is for men over, I would say over 40, is something they should consider. You know, they should look at their levels and monitor them. And I would test maybe once a year or once every couple of years and see what the trend is, you know. And if it's trending down, you know, get them back up rather than waiting till it's you're feeling old and and looking old, you know. But
1: there's this terrible stigma around testosterone therapy. Yes. I, I um probably because bodybuilders have done massive amounts of test, like they they do thousands of milligrams, you know, but and that's a different, you know, a steroid cycle as far as athletes are doing is not the same as being on testosterone replacement or optimization therapy. Right. They are not the same. No. Um If somebody came up to you and asked you, are you on a steroid cycle? You could legitimately say, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. You're on testosterone replacement. You're replacing what you lost. It's the same every week. It's
0: ongoing. It's not meant to elevate me beyond what's normal.
1: Exactly. It's
0: not for bodybuilding. It's just to help me feel amazing
1: and perform amazing and be healthier. It's not just about building muscle. No, There's far more to it than that. So, uh...
0: Yeah, we should dive more. I think I would love to get someone on who is, um, is an expert in testosterone yeah. too.
1: You know, we'll reach out to um, Danny Bosa in Montreal. He has a hormone optimization channel. Yeah, maybe he'll. They join have some us. great great information on there. Great, really good information.
0: Um, so diet—that's the other—that's another thing that—and uh, I've been all over the place with diet, and all over the place. When did you start? Like, um, and by the way, when we phone. say diet, we're not talking about bad diets and you know trying to do a diet to lose weight in the next month and then go back to something else it's this is lifestyle right a change of lifestyle right a lifestyle diet
1: sorry you're asking um when did you start caring about nutrition being mindful and uh after
0: my heart surgery okay 2016 so 2016 i had uh so what were
1: you eating prior to that 2016 I have no idea. I mean, I was eating okay. Were you mindful of eating, or did you like if you wanted a bag of Doritos? I didn't.
0: I didn't research my eating back then. I was a, uh, you know, if you look back at the history of what we've been told by the uh, the food guides, you know, whether it be the Canada Food Guide or the United States Food Guides,
1: they're bullshit, right? They're garbage. It's all industry based. But
0: back right? in the day, you know, they said. Uh, Fat was bad for you. So they went to stuff like margarine and all that. And I used to eat gobs of margarine because <laughs> you know, because I thought it was better Sucker for you. that for stuff's me. toxic, man. That stuff is nasty. Yeah, that'll kill you. That'll kill you. So was I eating healthy? I was eating You thought you were. I wasn't research I wasn't researching anything. I was just eating what I, I was told was But you wanted to eat well. Yeah, I wanted to eat well, but I like, I wasn't eating terrible, but I wasn't eating great. But I certainly was also eating stuff that I was told was good for me that was terrible. You know, maybe drinking a bottle of uh, diet ginger ale every couple of days that had, you know, full of aspartame, which is just toxic. So was I eating well? Well, no, I was not eating well. I was eating what I, I thought was well. That's right. Yeah. So after my heart surgery, uh, I, I just, I, you know, I've been on a quest. I've been on an insane health quest, and that's six years ago now, right? Five, five six years ago, yeah. Um and researching, and I research everything, you know? And uh, one of the things I've discovered that I didn't know before that is the, is the sugar, you know? How terrible sugar is for the body. Actually, I was having this discussion with my son uh, today on the way back from, uh, we went to Montreal to see Bill Burr. And, uh, you know, we were having this discussion about food because he's a teenager and eats chips and sugary stuff and whatever. And I said, well, sugar is a poison, you know? So, well, it's not poison. I said, yeah, it's a poison. Look up the definition of poison something that can harm the body, right? A, a, a substance, an exterior substance that can harm the body. Fair enough. Indeed. Yeah. So, it's a poison. We yeah. just call it sugar. It sounds nice and it tastes sweet, but it's a poison, you know? And um, so I discovered the, the, the ills of sugar and, you know, so many negative effects that sugar has on the body. So, I haven't eaten sugar in years. Uh, so, you say, you know, were you eating healthy before? Well, I I was eating sugar i didn't know that sugar was so bad for the body i was eating a lot of processed foods right that's the other thing well to me if i had to cut out two things to be healthier it would be sugar and processed foods and i still eat some processed food I eat bacon it's a processed food
1: but it doesn't have um industrial vegetable oil it doesn't, Most, but uh, yeah. that's right. So it's a lesser, but, but I mean. It's, but, you know, yeah. uh,
0: I, cho- I choose my, uh, you know. Poisons. I choose my poison, and it is a poison. So I choose my poison. It's like, oh, bacon. You know, I'm not going to eat it every day, every all day. But, yeah, once in a while, I like bacon. And I know, you know, my point, my discussion with my son wasn't about don't eat it. It's like, just be honest. You know it's not good for you. Just say, okay, I know it's not good for me. I'm eating it anyways, right? So I, what I've done with my diet is I got rid of sugar. I don't eat sugar at all. You know, uh, More recently, in the last few years, I switched to a ketogenic diet, which you know, basically eliminates most carbs and forces the body, rather than living off of glucose, which is uh, basically sugar, uh, for energy, it switches to fat for energy. So it's a high fat,
1: moderate protein, low carb diet. What did that do for you? Tell me the effects of keto uh,
0: um Well, I combined that with intermittent fasting and intermittent fasting is just not eating for a period of time. You know, I think everybody doesn't eat for a period of time when they go to sleep at night and they wake up in the morning, well, they fasted while they are sleeping unless they were eating while they were sleeping. <laughs> and you know, some people, so I went, you know, but they've, you know, studies have shown that if you fast for 16 hours or more before your next meal, your first meal, uh, it has some amazing beneficial effects, so um, so I added that, you know, and I started. And it goes with,
1: hand in hand with keto, because it, it goes hand goes in lower hand. lower so, insulin. Um...
0: Yeah, but plus the body uh, relies on fat for energy now, so it learns how to take stores from the body, fat stores from the body, right. and turn it into energy. Right before when you're when I was on a carbohydrate-based diet, uh, it knows how to turn carbohydrates into into glucose, which is the form of energy it's looking for. Right? And so it would still burn fat if it needed to, but it's not a machine designed to burn fat. It just does that as an alternate, right? Uh, I, I'm putting in very late, layman terms, but ketogenic does, diet turns that around and says, no, fat's your new source of energy. And it becomes this machine that, that looks to fat for energy, right?
1: So I'm, I want to stay with keto for a minute. Um, so many people, I mean, keto's big now. It's been big for years. Um, but there's that argument: is it is a diet. It's not meant to be a lifestyle. And what you, uh, many many people, yeah, many people feel that it's it's not. I have done so well on the keto diet. And how long were you on keto? I've been on it for years, like so literally. So there's there's the argument that not having carbs affects your thyroid. Now, My thyroid. Were, yeah. Bring so that
0: up. since being on keto it actually went the other way. So I had to be on thyroid medication. I've been on it for years. And my doctor recently told me, you don't need thyroid medication. Your thyroid's fine. So I don't know. There you go. I mean, mean, are you lucky or- or Proof's in the pudding. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, Energy levels are high. I can fast because my body's just going off my fat stores. Doesn't mean I don't feel hungry once in a while. But I started with the intermittent fasting at uh, 14 hours. Then I went up to 16. And I heard these people talking about they were doing, Oh, mad—they call it one meal a day, right? And I'm like, that's stupid. I was gonna do one meal a day, and I'm pretty much one meal a day. Now. <laughs> because what happened was, like, okay, I would—I would wait till lunch. So I would eat a lunch. That would be my first meal.
1: And you acclimate to that, you know. You, you acclimate, you could, to, yeah. Because I, you
0: know, you know when you uh, think about food, then you start getting those those stomach pangs, you know. But when I'm not thinking about it, I just don't think about it. And so, uh, and then I was like, uh, I really don't eat lunch at work, and it's kind of—I was kind of forcing myself to have lunch. So I'll wait a couple hours. Maybe I'll, I'll have a snack at around two, and I, two would come. I'll just wait till I get home, you know. So I get I get home around four or whatever, and that's kind of where I've landed. You know, I eat between four and seven. You know, I might have a snack at four. I was trying to do the OMAD, but I found that I was eating too much food in one meal yes. to try and get the calories yes, in. Yes,
1: there is that risk uh, with the, with the one. meal. And I was stuffed, and then you yeah. know I wasn't
0: digesting the food, so I do like probably two meals a day.
1: So you have a a, a feeding window, would you say? Yeah, I have a
0: feeding window. And the nice thing about that combined with keto is that my body's just looking for fat. So I got a little extra, not a ton, but I got a little extra on my body. So if I don't eat for a while, it knows exactly where to go. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right? Rather than giving me those hungers for, uh... and the other thing, by the way, getting off carbs is I used to have like minor joint pains and stuff from training and whatever. That all went away. Amazing. I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. So the effects of uh, keto. So I've been on keto for years. And then recently we discussed this. We've been talking, we had been talking about it for a while. I wanted to try the carnivore diet, which Explain is- Explain what that is. Uh, meat only.
1: <laughs> it's not hard.
0: It's just meat. Only meat. Go to a restaurant and say, uh, uh, I'll have a steak. And they say, what do you want for the sides? I say, only meat. You want salad? No, just meat. Unless it's made out of, your salad's made out of meat. I'm, I'm not interested. <laughs> Uh, So I have steak with bacon side, you know. Um, So it's just meat. If it flies, swims, or walks, it's edible, right? And I'm still not convinced that's a good long-term plan. I don't know. And I'm not going to comment on it because I really don't know. Uh, You know, getting these blood tests done now, I'll I'll see how my cholesterol levels are. I'm going to see how it's affected a lot of things. But uh, my wife went on it, and it's been so good for her because she's had... uh, you know GI issues and bloating and gas and and all that stuff. And as soon as she went on uh, carnivore, went away. She had no issues like it's. It, and she didn't do well on keto, but she did really well on carnivore. Amazing, yeah. And Ooh. maybe we'll get her on here someday to talk about yeah, her that, different. That'd be great to hear. Because she's done dieting for for competitions, you know, uh, uh, fitness competitions right. and that type of thing. So
1: she must have tried all sorts of diets. She's
0: tried all sorts of. And she's been pretty much, I think she's pretty much sticking now with the carnivore. So I switched to carnivore maybe six months ago and I did it for a Lent actually during Easter. And then uh, I really liked it, but I'm still not convinced it's a healthy long-term solution. I don't know. I'm not convinced it's not, but I'm not convinced it is. So now I kind of bounce between carnivore and keto, you know, like Sunday is my cheat day. So I'll just eat whatever, as long as it's within
1: the keto range. And Most other days, it's pretty much carnivore. You know, first time I heard about carnivore, I was I, I went to Saint Silver and I to see this doctor, sports medicine doctor, older gentleman, must have been early 60s at that time. And I've never seen anyone more vascular in my life. And we yeah. started, he obviously trained, you could tell his forearms were just cables running through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we started talking, <clears throat> um, training, and he mentioned carnivore. I didn't hear about it, I never heard about it, and he just went on about how amazing you feel on it and then i dug into it a little bit further and it's remarkable like literally remarkable on on the changes that have uh, people's affected from mental health issues yes and these are well documented yes yes skin disorder um, um digestion's a huge one it's probably the only food for most people that it's there's no inflammatory uh, effect from uh, in and that's fact insane. it's the opposite. It's a
0: it reduces I, inflammation. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: So uh, that Jordan sense.
0: Peterson is on it, and his daughter, Michaela, who had apparently had like so many medical issues, went on it and, and it resolved most of it. I, I understand.
1: <laughs> Speaking of Jordan Peterson, funny bringing him up because I just recently saw an interview and they said, Are you still on that meat diet thing? He goes, Unfortunately, yes. Why unfortunately? He says, it, Well, it works great. That's why I'm still on it. It's gotten rid of so many issues that i've had health issues that i've had i mean he'd like to have the variety but it speaks to the uh, power of of it for healing and you're you've you've been on it i think i've done
0: it like a couple of weeks at a time the weird part is because we've been raised to you gotta have your vegetables you gotta eat your greens you got so you don't eat any of that stuff
1: oh you're not even supposed to season it except for salt but i mean uh, I, if I you you that seasoning you know i don't think that's going to impact I, I really don't uh, yeah have a negative impact it depends and so it's
0: really weird not to have vegetables like a salad yeah
1: which is very keto you know it's keto but it's not carnivore it's like oh
0: i'm just so used to thinking oh salad's good for you You i should and i like salad but
1: what have you noticed a difference between keto and carnivore have you
0: um
1: leaner i I got leaner i leaned out um anything performance wise anything uh I mean, you get great mental no. clarity from keto as well. So.
0: Yeah, no, I, I just probably more uh, more about leanness. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, and so I'm kind of balanced between keto. I, like I think you call it. What do you call it? Keto Ketovore, Keto Yeah, <laughs> I'm a bit. Of, I'm a keto Yeah, but yeah. these are again. These are not things I'm just going to do for a week or two. You know, this is. I made balance between keto and carnivore. I'm going to see what my uh, blood looks like. Um, after I get it tested this week, Will you that,
1: share that with us on the next uh, next. I week? will share it.
0: Yeah, I will. Uh, you know, I'll get it analyzed first, and and then sort of get a handle on what it looks like. If my cholesterol has gone skyrocket high, okay, well that's problematic. But like I said, with the uh, with the keto diet, my it seems to have fixed my thyroid issue. I was Amazing. I was uh, hypothyroid, and now I'm uh, normal.
1: You know, it's so c- counterintuitive. Like, yeah. not think so. Um, how did keto impact your cholesterol?
0: Well, I don't know. Oh, no, that's not true. So my cholesterol went down. Now, I was doing other things too. I take uh, niacin, uh-huh. which, uh, not the, uh, what call it? they not have flush. the no flush version, yeah. which doesn't help cholesterol. I take the regular version. So you get like a, you know, itchiness, redness for temporarily,
1: and which doesn't, I actually like it. But um, on oh, a side note, how much do you take? Cause I'm going to start like, milligram wise. Do you remember? I think I take uh, 1, a thousand. Okay, I'll check. I think they're five hundred each. Um, it depends on what brand. you get. And uh,
0: I take two, two a day. I used okay. to take four a day, two in the morning, two at night. Yeah. But I switched to uh, just two a day. Okay. Uh, at, uh, with a meal, and um, my cholesterol dropped. So I don't know if it was the niacin because it's known, niacin is known to reduce cholesterol. And of course, my doctor said, "Well, that's not the right way to reduce the cholesterol. You got to take a statin." I'm like.
1: So, so it, it doesn't low. matter that it's dropped. No. The pathway matters. Yeah. Uh,
0: Which is just, yeah, you know, it's mind boggling. But anyways, yeah. I just ignore those things. So it brought, uh, you know, I'm at the high level of normal for cholesterol. But, you know, again, I, I don't worry about cholesterol on its own. Like you, if I isolate a cholesterol and say, oh, this is the, this is the uh, sort of the indicator of my health. No, it's not true. I mean, I look, I'm more interested in inflammation. And I know one thing that. Uh, uh, carnivore and keto reduce inflammation. And my inflammation went down to a very normal inflammation. You know, the, the uh, C-reactive protein to right. CRP. Uh, and there are, there are other tests you can test for infl- inflammation, but it went from high to uh, normal. And so an inflammation is a bigger indicator of ha- heart health than is uh, cholesterol.
1: You know, I um, on the cholesterol and keto, sure, the nice and helped, I'm sure. But um the amount of fat that you're taking in would sort of outweigh the benefits of niacin if keto was going to be a problem on your cholesterol
0: yeah it's kind it's counterintuitive yeah. to be on a, car, a keto diet and high fat your... and when you have high cholesterol for sure but it works it worked for me and you know my doctors think i'm nuts and i think they're nuts
1: and that's fine you know we have a mutual a mutual... mutual disrespect <laughs> for each yeah. other yeah. And who's healthier, I wonder. Like, isn't that, at the, at the end of the day, it's funny. We, we won't get too, we won't strangle the, them too much. But health is, is what matters. And, um, you know, we're, uh, we're we've are we talked about that. that
0: health span, right? I, I don't care. I mean, I, I might live till 90. I might live till 80. I might live till 100. I think I'm going to live as long as I'm supposed to live. But
1: I want to live a healthy life right. to that point. Right. So my, I'm interested in my health span, not my life span. You don't want to be... 95 for the sake of being 95 and, and decrepit. crap in your pants and oh. still i mean <laughs> yeah no quality the uh, what is that uh quality of life yeah
0: i mean i see people you know even my mom she's 88 uh we have longevity in the family but you know she's declined and uh you know i could see myself as a, at 88 being almost as agile and, and energetic and whatever as i am now yeah you
1: know it's possible you're certainly yeah. on your way maybe
0: i'll drop dead at 88 <laughs>
1: but but it'll be a really good 88 yeah, years that's right. you, know? you look good in your ear uh, coffin that's right, right. I look epic. Uh, you should <clears> have <throat> a note now to go sleeveless sleeveless yeah in when, my coffin yeah yeah
0: i mean how are they gonna pump up my veins Oh, i gotta look there's i gotta, gotta look uh, to take that. It, to there's it. gonna
1: be a peptide for that <laughs> even when you're dead
0: <laughs> yeah so i would say that uh carnivore is something i'm interested in, I don't know if I'll stay on it. I don't know if I'll bounce in and out of it. Uh, right now I'm mostly carnivore and sometimes keto. Keto definitely, I don't see, go- I, I, so I've gone back to uh, when I fought, my trainer said, I want you to get back in, you know, rice and all this yeah. carb stuff, yeah. you know, the traditional thinking. And I started to get joint pains and, and I don't feel I performed as well. I ran out of energy and I don't think I would, I would, wouldn't do that again. I would stay on keto you don't
1: hear that often you don't hear fighters not eating carbs
0: no and so and well any athlete right right carbs seem to be like well i was talking again i was talking to my son about this i we've been we've been taught to think a certain way right and based on the information uh we've had over the decades we you know we used to think that fat was a bad thing then we used to think salt was a bad thing we know salt Especially topic. is yeah is good for you. Like, right. Right? Then we used to, th- like, well, there's so many things. The one thing we haven't talked about is how we've talked about, but our culture hasn't talked about how bad sugar is because it's in everything. For them to point out how terrible sugar is for you, that means, like, 90% of the foods that are on the shelves will have to get uh, re-examined, you know? So all these things we've been taught over the years, so when we talk about a carnivore diet or we talk about a keto diet, it's like, it's very counter to what we've been taught over the years. Eat your vegetables, your grains, your, you know, I mean, what's the Canada food guide? It's what's oh, the top yeah. thing? It's grains, isn't it? Yeah,
1: well, I, or, yeah, I think bread. it's grains or fruits and vegetables
0: or whatever, right? I mean, so eat some fruits, but I wouldn't place that at the top of my pyramid, right. you know? So it's kind of awkward when we talk about um, doing one of these sort of, call them new newer diets, newer uh, like lifestyle diets because it doesn't fit within what we've known for the last 40 years right i think you know in 10 years people will be talking about keto like oh yeah that's that's right. really normal and you know on keto you can eat greens but i'm not sure what carnivore is going on. i i'm still a sort of uh on the fence on that
1: one well, right now the way I you like would it, put it but... yeah right you, you can get ready for a wedding if you wanted to lose weight or, do, yeah. or a beach trip or something yeah. like that right um but uh, very, very applicable to those who have certain uh, autoimmune or skin disorders, again, mental health or yeah. digestive issues. Um, maybe
0: that's why I'm sane, because I, I'm on the carnivore. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I'd be nuts if you otherwise. Find a,
1: you ever find a crazy animal out there? <laughs> Mad cow disease, eh?
0: <laughs> So what about, do you want to share a bit about your, uh, your, yeah, you've been I'm, trying or?
1: I, I always come back to low carb um, and, and uh, I as well um, venture from keto to low carb and sometimes I buy into the fact that you, know, you need post workout carbs mm. to increase protein synthesis. Uh, you know the studies have shown and experts will say that uh, you, know, you will increase muscle protein synthesis uh, far greater with carbs and protein than protein alone. So
0: what is what is that what what is the effect of having Greater, greater protein synthesis
1: better muscle uh, muscle development and strength at the end of the day really i don't know i'm yeah, living yeah, proof yeah. otherwise yeah yeah, that's a good point yeah it's also an excuse to have an apple or a yeah, banana that's right, or yeah. watermelon so and, and that's the other thing i love I, I love i do love the effect of uh keto carnivore and all these ultra low carb diets but i do um, um enjoy foods uh, certain foods that are might not fall within the uh, definitely not in the carnivore realm, um, and maybe get you out of ketosis, but still in the low carb. Well, you remember
0: my uh, my wife? We she had a keto bakery, and she's right. the best Amazing. keto bakery baker on the planet. And I'm not saying that's because my she's my wife. Her, oh, well, her stuff is back. unbelievable. Yeah, like she on. is masterful in designing. We shouldn't a, even
1: talk about it. That's how good it is.
0: That's right. I'm getting hungry <laughs> just thinking about it. And she, I told you about. Uh, she made this pie a couple of weeks ago just off the top of her head she said i'm gonna make this keto pie like people were just falling all over this thing it was so uh, it's hard to believe uh, well I, I the motto of the website was hard to believe it's 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 good for you you know right and uh so you can have your you can have your cake yeah. and eat it too yeah you know <laughs> yeah your pie cake. yeah cake. your pie and eat it too yeah and that's you know i'm lucky that she's not as much recently but she she's baked for me and i could eat all these donuts and uh and cupcakes and pies and what what have you and 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 they're decadent man like they what? are decadent they no sugar so good yeah and she just creates these things and you know the the basis of all of them is almond flour and uh you never know and so
1: yeah there's not much sacrifice i don't think there. you have to
0: eat sweets i don't think you have to eat like you're have a keto sweet
1: it definitely, and it does a trick, it, yeah. it certainly does. But I do like uh, I do like fruit, so I, I, I'll use a post workout depending how t- if it's intense. Um, I'll use an excuse to have an apple or banana or watermelon, especially during this time of year. But primarily, I've focused on protein, I do really well with protein, yeah. Um, which uh, we should spend a little bit of time on you know, the, the amount of protein. And I, I heard uh, I've been following that's been all over the map, I've heard
0: so many ranges. You need I'm, this much per body yeah. weight, you need this. And some people say, you know, you don't need mean close to that amount, and I don't know. Like, I don't know. When it comes to that kind of thing, I kind of just want to eat. I don't want to measure it, you know?
1: And, and keto takes, you know, keto and carnivore, especially carnivore, there's no measuring. There's no counting. It's meat. You just eat meat. And, you're and not, it's supposed you're, to be a fatty meat, right? I think. Yeah. It's supposed to be fattier meat. You, you need to have your energy source. Yeah. That's coming from an, uh, animal fat. Right.
0: Which is great. I mean, I love steak,
1: and you know, you, you don't want to do fillets all the time. You definitely want a ribeye. You want to have a ribeye. Yeah. yeah,
0: it'll be interesting to see my cholesterol levels That'd after. Be interesting. For so sure. you uh, you went you did a bit of carn. You've been sort of in and out of carnivore. Yeah, mostly keto, co- and then carb. sometimes not even keto.
1: Right, low carb primarily. Low carb. So I, if I, I'm always within that that um, low carb realm.
0: And out of the so, when you're low carb or your keto or your carnivore, do you notice any changes?
1: Uh, in terms of how you feel, you know, I think I felt yeah. Good question. I I think I felt the best on carnivore. You did, huh? Eh? Yeah, it was a short stint. Um, but I I know that I'll. Uh, why wouldn't you stay on carnivore aside from the, the variety? Fact, I need
0: I, I need it. need variety. It is tough. I find carnivore is tough. Uh, maybe you know what Jordan Peterson was saying as well. It's tough. It's not. Uh, I love meat. Don't get me wrong. I love meat, but there isn't. I mean, you have meat for dinner, and then you have. Meat for a snack, and, yeah. You know, meat for, I remember meat you for telling dessert.
1: Me, like, pepperettes as a snack. Yeah, or, yeah.
0: It's... I, well, I was at a restaurant the other night, and you know, I had seafood, and then they said, "Well, do you want dessert?" I said, "If your dessert's made out of meat, I'll <laughs> yeah. you can bring it." But otherwise, well, there's something there. Meaty desserts. Meaty desserts here. Yeah, for the carnivore. Yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, it is very
1: restricting in terms of what you. It eat. is right, and and uh, you know, I like to uh, indulge once in a while. So that the, being in ketosis, I, I just I felt like I was walking on a, on thin ice. Yeah, uh, you know, because if I had a little bit too many carbs, I was concerned of getting out of it. Although I, I do feel good on it, but um, it's summer, fresh fruit. One thing I found
0: with uh, carbs, we're gonna wrap up soon, but is um, so I started using a carb tracker on my iPhone. You know, and uh, I actually was eating a lot more carbs than I thought
1: I was eating. Yeah, even on on keto.
0: When I was thought I was on keto, you know, and I was probably on a, like a mild version of keto, but I was eating more carbs than I I thought, you know, because a lot of foods had carbs that I didn't realize. But once I got into the habit, now I know, like I know what I can can and can't eat, that you know, high in carbs. Now that I'm on mostly carnivore, it doesn't really matter anyways. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> it's meat no that carbs. it fits, you know. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. there's
1: carbs in meat too. What is there a gram in an egg or something like that? Yeah, yeah. There's some in steak too. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Yeah
0: whatever i mean bottom line is it doesn't take so the nice thing about carnivore it doesn't take a lot of thoughts like you don't have to go through a carb tracker you just eat anyway so uh you've had different experiences with different diets and i have as well and i'm you know i think we're both kind of gauging where you know are we going to do more carnivore or keto or whatever and for me, I'm leaning towards carnivore, but I have to make sure it's healthy for me. Right, and you'll know after those labs. With a with a keto break on a, on a Sunday or something,
1: you know, like have whatever. That's reasonable. I, what the one doctor said, "Life is to be endured, not in at life enjoyed, not endured." Yeah. So, hey, you loosen up a little bit, but yeah, you still have your veins. I still have my veins. I feel great. I mean, people don't believe I am the age I am. Wow, especially running up a hill and beating thirty year olds and yeah. I haven't felt
0: that motivated the last couple of weeks, but I can do it if I want. I just haven't. Sure. Yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, You like it? It was nice uh, chatting again. Yeah. We do. We have so many topics we need to dive into.
1: Yeah. Uh, But we have lots of time. I like our strategy. Figure it out when we sit on the chair. Figure it out when we sit (laughs) in the chair. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I would like to dive more into peptides. I would love to dive specific peptides too. Talk about some of the effects of
1: peptides. I think we need to talk a little bit more on testosterone and the stigma and some of the potential side effects. And um, um, I'd love to get someone who's an expert on. on yeah, testosterone. I think we really should.
0: Because yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm uh You just. I'm not an expert in anything. I'm just a lay person who's studied a lot, but and tried. You got and to tried. it. Tried. Yeah. I use myself as a, h- a human guinea pig. You know.
1: So far, so good, man. I
0: don't know. We'll see. <laughs> well, uh, I'll let you know after I get my blood test. Well, if you, you don't, like, may, if you are not on my...
1: that, if there's not another show next week, well, then it the didn't go very well. Failed. Yeah.
0: But if i get my blood test back i'm like oh my god that's. i can't t- wait for that that's like terrible or like oh that's great right, right. i yeah. my gut tells me it's gonna be great but i think there'll be a couple of things that are off but whatever i can't wait to see yeah, yeah. all right all right
1: thanks